YouTube land was good. It's your boy B here, aka Brian, aka Prince, aka Prince was you about the hate. And yes, I said YouTube because this is a new YouTube series. Although you might listen to this on the podcast of the Tyler Brian Hour. Tyler Brian Hour is still a thing. Uh, whenever Tyler hits me and wants to do another episode, it's still going to be a thing. We're good. This is not a Joe Button podcast thing. We're not beefing. There's nothing wrong with that. I just I wanted to tap into my world, showcase the FGC to you guys and all the listeners all around the world. And what better way to start off that episode than to start it with my boy, your boy, uh, my best friend in the FGC, I would wholeheartedly say El Chakota. You want to say something to the people? Yeah, what's up, guys? I hope you guys are all doing well. Thanks for having me on the podcast as well, uh, Prince. You know, it's always a pleasure. Uh, likewise, my brother. Likewise, appreciate you for even just uh, joining us and just just you know hopping on and uh, giving us your time. Uh, first and foremost, what we usually like to do on this podcast thing here, and uh, I don't know what I would call this 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 right here like maybe it could be an own podcast one day uh i was thinking of some names and i'll run it by you real quick uh and then i'll get into the questions that i had okay maybe or maybe run back run back was an option uh maybe first to two was an option and i i just thought of this one and ironically i thought on this one of i thought of this one on the toilet which is kind of funny but <laughs> i Man. thought of uh discord conversations i don't i don't i don't know if those names are trademarked i don't know if i can use those names but if this does become a solo podcast like what what do you think of those three names uh they were the first two were solid yeah, that right. one was okay so if um, you if you had to pick one for your episode, what would you call it? Um, the runback versus El Chicote or runback sounds good. First two, yeah, I'd probably say runback, runback. Okay, that's why because uh, I had a friend. Shout out to Ghost. He was uh, giving me some ideas and some names, and then uh, he said runback, and I was like, "Ooh, I like that one. It stuck." Um, yeah, runback solid. But what I want to say, what I was saying before I got into the names and things of that nature, what we like to do on this podcast is just tap into that mental health, uh, you know, especially with you being a black man, especially with you, you know, in your profession of just being an FGC. That's your dream. That's your passion. And traveling the world, we was not able to do that the last year. We was on lockdown. We was uh, quarantining uh, and COVID's a thing. And I just want to check in with you, my boy, and see where your mental health at. So how are you feeling today? How how's life going for you? Feeling good, you know. Like obviously with COVID, like you know everybody's kind of been in, and you, you probably have seen or known people who've been going through it. I've had my times where I've had like my little downs, uh, but mainly ups. You know, I'm a, I'm a positive person, so mainly positives. But for the most part, I would say my has been good. Like really, right now it's really good. You know, I ain't got nothing like going on up there. I ain't like down. I'm just in a good mood. You know. And what is that dynamic now? Because right before the pandemic, I want to say roughly around, like you kind of committed to the full time content. And so, like, you know, as someone from one content creator to another, you're in the house, you know, especially how you stream. You you were a faithful streamer, like you stream like six to like eight hours a day. And now you're making YouTube content. So did you ever feel like you went crazy just being in the house all this time? <laughs> uh, with the pandemic, yes. Yes. Before I wasn't really home as much, even though I was like a like going because I was at tournaments all the time and stuff. So I would mm-hmm. kind of just like go to tournaments, hang out with friends and family. And then I would stream. But now that it's the pandemic, like, you know, I can't go to tournaments. Um, it's not really as safe to go out and do stuff stuff is closed still you know what i mean so it's kind of like i've been home a lot more than usual but 
Yeah. So what were uh, I, like you said, everything's been closed down and everything's been like shut down and it's on lockdown. So what did, what were some things that you tried to do outside? Because I, I think with me, I was able to stay somewhat sane because I was making content. But at the time, I only had one job. That job was at a restaurant. So like I got to see different faces and I got to talk to some people that I knew and like was cool with before. I, mm-hmm. Was it harder to like maybe reach out to friends or like did you go outside and run or like did you what did you usually do outside? Yeah, like I would do kind of things like still go see friends and family stuff. But some of the things I like to do, like for example, like laser tag, like that's something I like to do. That was closed. Wow, um, the movies wasn't as safe to go to. You know what I mean? Just like small things like that, like either like some things like I would do like with the friends or activities or even places we like to go out to eat. Or just closed or, you know, just like normal stuff was closed. But, um, you know, I have been going for more walks lately and seeing family, but not like doing nothing crazy, like going to the movies still or like, you know, going out to like uh, Dave and Buster's or something. You know, I kind of just been staying home still a lot, but just kind of like talking to people and um, all that. And I still have friends come over, too, but they've also been just staying home and not doing anything either. Like they ain't partying or nothing like they on the same page as me. They like just had a few friends, not a lot. Well, that's good that you actually had some friends that are kind of on the same page as you are, and I feel like it's easier to hang out with those type of people and kick it with those people that like uh, take the pandemic uh, somewhat serious. Yeah, because um, some people don't. They're like, oh, it's, you know, it's fluke and all this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. But we ain't gonna get to that. Yeah, yeah. next question. Sorry. I, I, my only thing is like, bro, like even if you disagree, just I'm not like I'm not wearing a mask because I want to wear a mask. Really, like. I'll do it and make sure that I can keep everyone safe. But like, I, I'm not even like like anti mask either. Like, I want to wear a mask yeah. to keep my parents. Safe. But yeah, like you said, that's another topic for another day. Um, I kind of want to know about your origin story, my boy. Like, what got you into into fighting games specifically, or what got you into games in general? It, that's actually a pretty good question. Like, um, so I'll tell you. So basically what got me into fighting games or just games in general was actually my parents, but mainly my dad, like my dad, because um, my dad grew up in the arcade era. Okay. And, um, so, you know, he, you know, went around, uh, I'll actually tell you a funny story real quick. So he, when he went to the arcades, it was like Street Fighter 2 had just come out and um, he didn't really know how to play. Like he played Street Fighter 1, but he wasn't really that good. But Street Fighter 1 wasn't like a, you know, if you ever seen Street Fighter 1, it's just, it's not even like a, I don't even count it when it comes to what we talking about, like the best Street Fighter games, because it was the first one that came out in 1987. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't really like a combo base or anything. You would just kind of mash. Yeah, Street Fighter One was hard too. Yeah, it was hard, right? Because you couldn't get your inputs, and then you know, it was a lot of the reasons it was weird. But when Street Fighter Two came out, my dad, uh, you know, he didn't really know how to play, so he would just go around the arcade just beating people blanca. He would just like keep pressing punch, and he would just shock people all the time, and like they would just you know lose. And uh, one day, you know, he, I think he fought someone who either played Ryu and Ken, or he fought two different people, and one of them played Ryu, and the other one played Ken. I can't remember that exact detail. But they like smoked them. Like he was trying to do that electricity thing all day. And then they just like knew how to counter and they beat him like real bad. And I guess it kind of inspired him and he kind of learned how to play Ryu and Ken. And, um, you know, he became like a local legend. Like my dad wasn't like no Alex Bayer or Daigo where he was like, you know, they like kind of met up and played and like there was like a big trophy and all that. Traveling wasn't as big. Sorry, it wasn't as big um, back then as it is now, obviously. But um, it wasn't like, you know, he was going to other states. It was just he was like a local legend in my state. Like he was really good at games like like Street Fighter, Tekken, you know, the Marvel versus the X-Men versus stuff like that. And, um, 
you know, he was like a local legend. Like he just kind of would beat people up in games all the time. It was pretty hard to beat him. That's and, um, I was oh, just about to say. I was just about to say that's amazing that it uh, kind of trickled down like that, and that your dad was just a local legend, and the fact that he was a local legend in fighting games, and it's it's, it's kind of a surreal feeling, and I bet he kind of just feels like proud of you and stuff like that. We're seeing all stuff that you. But did, yeah. did you ever judge your dad? Now I don't know really about Street Fighter Two Blanca, but we kind of have you know we have our opinions on Blanca. Did you, did you ever judge him for being the main like like only do electricity and all that? Did you ever judge nah. him like? I judge him because I just thought it was a funny story because you know he ain't know how to play like so he just kind of like you know that's what he, he did the best he could mm. with that. But one th- one more thing I wanted to say though real quick because I had I wanted to finish up your question because you were asking what got me into it. It was my dad and um he did get really good at fighting games. So growing up you know he had all the, like the the Dreamcast like the Genesis you know all that stuff the PlayStation right whatever version was coming out he would get and he kind of taught us he taught me and my brother how to play. And, um, you know, we, we used to play like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, uh, Sam Show, um, Plasma Sword. You probably never even heard of that. Uh, you know, we played all the like pretty much all the fighting games. Like he just kind of had them like Soul Blade before they called it Soul Calibur. Like, wow, this goes on Power Stone one and two. Like, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Wasn't Power Stone more of a party game, though? I guess it's like a fighting. It's I mean, it's like a party game, but it's, it's like a weird kind blend, of a, I guess. Yeah, I think about you can it. kind of consider it a fighting game. It's a weird one. So was your dad or your brother the ones that got you into the FGC? How did that transition oh, go from? That's a good. Well, the FGC, like me and my brother kind of got to FGC, like um, I think around the time Street Fighter 4 was out. Vanilla. We kind of like learned more and more about it because we kind of always in there was tournaments and we kind of see stuff. But that's kind of when we really were interested into the FGC was the Street Fighter 4. We just kind of like, um, I guess we just kind of found out about it more in depth, just like looking it up, looking into details more on like YouTube and just like Google and stuff. And uh, we kind of just, you know, as time went on, we got older and we just started kind of like, you know, going to tournaments and stuff. I think, uh, at least with me, I didn't know a lot about the FGC, but I knew I wanted to be a part of it. So I always had, uh, I think, the realm of Mortal Kombat and um, Test Your Might. And then so I think I was checking like Reddits and things of that nature and ended up landing on uh, the online local Reddit, which is uh, RSF Street Fighter back in the day. And I think I I typed in that I wanted to be a commentator. So Joe Monday uh, said to me, like, yo, show up this day and uh, learn everything you can for commentating. But the thing, my whole point of saying that is that my origin story of getting into FGC was the fact that RSF Street Fighter had things where it had like a, a... spreadsheet of like your local like say if you're in Iowa or Michigan it had the Iowa FGC and then it had a site to the Iowa FGC and then the Iowa FGC had this Facebook group and then that's how I found that so just by going online I ended up finding like a my FGC which was kind of cool and a neat experience and it seems like that just that you had your brother and you guys were both interested in it um that you guys got into it uh now Usually, you know, I, I, I do praise mental health and I am serious about it. Like, make sure people are good and make sure people are okay because a lot of people talk about it. But it wouldn't be be heard without a toxic segment. So my toxic question for you is, El Chicote, who's better at fighting games, you or your brother? Hmm, that's a good question. I say like um, right now, like it, I say it depends on the game, to be honest. Depends on the game. OK, so who's taking Mortal Kombat? 
We're taking Mortal Kombat. I say right now, Mortal Kombat 11 him because he plays it more than I do. Ah, got you, got you. Does he stream as well, or is he just playing Yeah, oh yeah, he streams. He oh, streams nice. Well. Right on, right on. I did not know that. Um, What about Street Fighter? Uh, me, easily. Like he's, <laughs> he's, it's like not even that he sucks or nothing. Like, he doesn't suck. It's just that he doesn't play it up like that much because he doesn't really like this version of Street Fighter. Ah, like, you know, it's like Street Fighter 5, like, you know what I mean? So he would even agree. He would say, like, yeah. So it really just depends on the game. To say who's better overall, that's kind of like a tricky one. So then who's all right, but who's better at Street Fighter 4, which is the game that I'm, oh, sure, I would say I'm we, sure both of you guys love? I'd say we about even the skill on that one. That's fair. Who does he use it for? He used a lot of characters. He used like Hugo, Balrog, Sagat. Oh, wow. He, he used Sakan. He didn't really have like, I don't know if I was, I don't really know who I would say his main was. I mean, he played, he could play Yun. Uh, I don't really remember who I don't even know who I would say his main is, honestly. Like he could play like a lot of characters really good. That's actually how I was so good at the game because he taught me like a lot of he played so many characters that so we did used you to learn so many matchups yeah. and things of that nature. Yeah, too. Cause that I think that was a fair point of like trying to learn fighting games and learn matchups is like, yeah, you can play your friend, but if your friend's not at elite level, it's gonna be hard to get that true matchup experience. So if you could go against someone like a punk, like a uh, who else could play? Smug could play a few characters. Yourself could play a few characters. Brian F. If you could go against people like that, they could play a multitude of characters. It actually helps improve you a lot. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so what drew you to El Forte? Was it just because he's uh, a luchador or like... who? No. Uh, or better yet, what drew you to El Forte? Question one. or And then question two, since you were talking about Street Fighter 4 and that's the first game that got you into FCC. What was your first character in that game? Okay, so I guess I'll start off with the, just the second one first. Okay. Because I know the first one's so easy. Um, the character I started off with was like actually Rio and Guile because um, Street Fighter Alpha 2 was my first ever Street Fighter game. It was actually my second ever video game I ever played. Wow. And it was also my first fighting game I played. So I used to always play Ryu and, um, you know, in those games. And I like Charlie, but Charlie's not in all of them. He was only in Alpha up until 5. So I know that he taught Guile how to fight. So I used to always kind of play Ryu. Well, Ryu's in every Street Fighter, so I always play Ryu, and then I would play Guile if Guile was in there. But then there were times where, like, Street Fighter 3, for example, where Guile or Nash wasn't in there, or Charlie wasn't in there. So I would just, I played Ryu and Yang, and Yang was a new character to Street Fighter 3. So, but and that's kind of like the origin of why I, like, why I played those characters, is because I always played them in previous titles. So when 4 came out, yeah, play Ryu and Guile. Mm-hmm. And then, I know it's kind of weird because I played Ryu and Guile for every Street Fighter game they were in. And um and people were wondering like dang like what happened because you know you switched out for Warte like you even asked me just now and the reason I even did that was because I got bored of playing Ryu and Gal honestly like you know I played them in every game like you play the same character in every game like you know and Street Fighter games last a while too like they last for like years and years that like Street Fighter true. Four lasted for like seven eight years you know what I mean so you imagine maining the character in that game from start to finish and then another Street Fighter game same you know what I mean you kind of eventually like might get tired of it I mean obviously there's differences but I got tired of playing Ryu and Gal. And um, I asked my brother, I was like, hey, man, look, like my super was out, Super Street Fighter 4. And I was like, look at the screen and pick any character on the screen. I'll play him. And he, so he looked at the screen. And he was thinking, he's like, hmm. And then he just decided on El Forte. He said, don't ever see nobody use him. He's like, you know, you should play El Forte. And I was like, all right. And then I was playing him. And I just got smoked. And then, I don't know, eventually after so many losses and playing him and learning him, I just got really good with him. I think that's the weirdest thing, too, is like. It's hard to switch to a character and lose and and constantly lose, especially if it's like nobody's really playing that character because it's kind of hard to 
like create how you play that character i guess if that makes sense like if someone like say for instance like a pro level player on youtube is playing el forte at this high level all right i could kind of mimic what he's doing and like get this game plan and get some ideas but if you don't have that especially in the later half of the years like you you pretty much had to make your own style and it, it showcases why you're one of the best El Forte players in the world, and that's that's also interesting too that you you played Guile and Ryu because I, I think is it fair to say that you have like a aggressive play style in some regards? Um, I think it depends on who I'm playing. To be honest, like with, I would say with Mika and El Forte, yeah, <coughs> and then even I guess with G and Lucia because G you can play him rush down, like he he kind of like capitalizes off of playing like neutral and rush down. It really just it's character dependent. Like if I were playing Guile, I probably would play more defensive and more neutral based. Mm. So I kind of like play the character how I like would envision they would be played type thing. Yeah, but I just so happen to always play rushdown characters for the most part. Okay, yeah. I, if I could learn charge, uh, charge characters, uh, I don't have enough discipline I got, or the hands for it. <laughs> maybe oh, one yeah, day, with those, man. Yeah. Maybe one day, but yeah. If I could play any character at a high level or skill level, I would play Guile ten times out of ten. I, I just, I don't know. I just something about. Always, I mean, he's a solid character. He, he can play a good. Def- he has really good defense. He has really good neutral, and he has really good offense. Like he has all. He has it all. He's, he's well rounded. I just honestly like like playing uh, uh just Guile. Uh, well, also we also play the same characters too, so it's kind of like weird how like we end up becoming best friends, and then like one of my favorite players in the world is Knuckle Doo, and like you and like Knuckle Doo kind of play some similar characters, not all, because like Knuckle Doo started out especially with Street Fighter Five with like Guile, Mika, and Cami, and then you play Mika. I, I, you really put shine some light on uh, playing Mika to me because I was looking at characters and I was kind of like that character crisis. I was like, yo, Mika look fun, especially watching Chalk Player. Like, Mika looks fun. Yeah, she's fun, but it is a lot of work. She has, like, some hard stuff about her. Man, it's a lot of work. For sure. It yeah. is a lot of work. You got to be pretty good. Um, now, this is a question I always wanted to know. We kind of talked about this a little bit with your origin story a little bit, but really didn't really deep dive into it. How do you honestly, honestly feel about Star Trek? Because the fact that you're named after a character from Star Trek is interesting. But like, do you even like the show? Or <laughs> um, so I thought Star Trek was cool. Like, I liked the one with Patrick Stewart. I think that was New Generation or whatever. I can't remember the exact name of it. I always thought Star Trek was cool. Like, I like the new movies they do too. Um, I never seen Star Trek Voyager though, so I I don't know. I can't really say like if you know anything about it. Um, I never seen it. I never watched it. I think I was never like a big Star Trek fan either. I kind of just will watch it like when my dad put it on or some point or someone else put it on, but I always liked it. You know, I always thought it was chill. I I think that one was a little bit before our time because see, I'm 26 turning 27 in October and I feel like like Star Wars was closer to our age group versus Star Trek. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comment section. I don't know if that's accurate, but I, I, I that's why I never really like tried to like Star Trek. I just thought it was like older, older. And then Star Wars was just, like for us, I guess. I don't know how else to describe it besides that. So then was it your dad that named you after the Star Trek character or? um? Well, I think my parents both liked the name. Like they both liked, um, you know, the name Chakotay, and it was kind of like agreed upon. Hmm. That is a unique name, and uh, especially as a first name, it's definitely a conversation starter. A conversation starter. Um, and the fact that oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say the fact that you made it your uh, FGC gamer tag. That's pretty sick too. 
Yeah, I was also gonna say real quick too that um yeah, Star Trek was before Star Wars. I like just looked it up while you were because I was curious too. <laughs> so it looks like the very first Star Trek came out in nineteen sixty six, and oh, wow. Star Wars came out in nineteen seventy seven. Oh wow! So it's more of like towards our parents' generation. Yeah, it's uh, actually older than what I thought it was because I thought it, I thought Star Trek was like seventy, and then like Star Wars was like eighty, and then like those. But wow, I didn't even know yeah. that. But also, yeah, on on the gamer tag thing, yeah, I used um, El Chicote because I felt like you know because it came from El Forte. Like even though I've been playing Street Fighter way longer than before El Forte was even like a character or even thought of to be a character, I just really liked them, and I started going to tournaments around the time four came out. So I was like, why not? You know, like my name is unique already. Like Chicote, like you know, you, I'm probably the only person you've ever met that's their real name is Chicote. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I'm the only one that is. there might be someone else. I'm sure there's probably someone else out there or people out there. With my name, but it's pretty a uh, pretty not first name. name. I bet you there might be some people out there, but first name is kind of unique. I would say honestly, yeah. Maybe so I thought like my name was Miller. so unique. Yeah, and I thought my name was so unique. I was like, why not just use you know that as my like name? So like L, like like El Chicote, you know. And you know what's funny too is like <laughs> if I was a high level editor and we like we had your uh, video. A video uh, thing for the Discord call. I, you would have seen a light bulb went on my head because when you said El Chicote and then you went like El Forte, and I was like, Oh, oh, you did? oh. <laughs> I never put two and two together until I actually yeah. heard you say it out loud, like right there. So that's yeah. my slow moment. But I bet you, I, I bet you, <laughs> comment section, I can see somebody else be like, Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't think I, we didn't catch that. Um, what was I gonna say? What does Chicote mean? Is there actual? I don't really for know that? what it means. My mom, I think my mom said nature warrior or something. Like I don't. Let me see if I can find it out real quick. I don't really know. Because I am generally curious on what that meant. I just hmm. it says it says. Um, well, according to Google, uh, it says uh, men man who walks the earth but only sees the sky. I don't really know. Maybe that means you walk with your head up. I guess. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's one of those maybe like it depends on how you interpret it feeling, I guess. Yeah. Um so with the pandemic, uh everybody had to switch up their style. So you know what I'm saying? You saw like a pro player like yourself, um, you saw other pro players start to become more of content creators, and there's nothing wrong with that at all, of course, but the fact that you know, you have been doing this, not not as consistently as you probably you want to, but as far as playing online and playing ranked matches all the time and making content out of it, you've been doing this for a while, especially with Street Fighter Five. How how did you feel when like this influx of everybody doing it and you were like, Man, I've been doing this, like y'all y'all need to catch up. Like you got your own series with it. Like the five O series is a unique ass series and, and a dope series in, in my honest opinion. I actually think Real quick too, just to just to brag and boast a little bit. I think I did make one thumbnail. Maybe one. I don't, I can't remember which one. I think it was a little bit. I know it was That's like possible. an army. Girl. I can't remember either. You probably did. I wouldn't even. I, I made one five old thumbnail. I remember that one. <laughs> but yeah, talk about that. How, how do you feel about everybody doing what you did? And you know they ain't got a series called the five O, but. <laughs> well, I kind of stole that from another content creator. To be honest, like a toxic content creator, which I won't name, but. Um, like the, the idea because they stopped doing it so I was like why not but my, my, my take on it was different though I have a different take mine is more of like an educational take not a toxic you know talking bad about the players type take but um, my my opinion on like other content creators like doing uh, like content and stuff I think it's really smart and uh, it's cool to see how different and unique it is from the stuff that I do 
But I noticed they usually do like a lot of stream highlights. Like they don't really do like original content like I do. Like mm-hmm. if you ever go look at like some of the popular like comment like the content creators for Street Fighter or something, you'll see like it's, it's mainly like always the stream. Like m- like most of the time it's like the stream highlights. And That's it's quick true. Beat, but it's smart though because FGC stuff you want to get eyes. So I, I, I respect the hustle. I respect the hustle. I think so. I finally got my PC last year. And I was kind of the same way. Like my YouTube videos were basically just me streaming, recording the footage and then turning it into a YouTube video. It wasn't necessarily a stream. It was just like I streamed to record content to upload to YouTube. So like if people were in the stream, they already know kind of like what's about to happen and things of that nature. And I felt like I had more of an organic natural video when I knew what was happening and then I edit the video and then like my viewers or my subscribers didn't know what was going to happen because obviously they didn't see it because it was just pre-recorded and that's something that I did like with your video and your videos are usually cut to the chase like like this 5-0 series I'm going against this person and then you play them and usually have great matches and I had good content I, I enjoy them oh, thanks thanks I appreciate you watching them and checking those out I try to. Uh, it's also kind of hard, you know, like life gets in the way sometimes. But yeah, no, no would, problem. I mean, you know, just when you got time or whatever you're feeling. It. I would say like as far as like because right, you my boy, you know what I'm saying? You're my best friend, but uh, like no, no slander. I would say like Rob TV and Brian F are pushing the content forward. I feel like some of the videos that they make are re- relatively unique as far as Street Fighter 5 goes, but I saw as far as like solid Street Fighter 5 gameplay and it's like this is like ranked or whatever, I would say obviously you, I would say Smug and Punk, I feel like those do those like there's there's a lane for everybody too with this content creation too. Yeah. I get you. I get you saying. I get you saying. And another thing I wanted to say and just bring up is like, bro, how the fuck do you not go crazy playing ranked all the time? I, I like I, I, don't, I don't really play it all the time. I, I I really only started playing it again recently. Like I, I just get bored of it, honestly, because it's just like it's the same thing. Like I play and I beat people and some people play crazy and I don't know. I, like you learn how to deal with that. I've been playing Street Fighter's been out for over five years now, man. Like. Like you play so often, you kind of just understand how to deal with like every type of play style. And I think, like, I think that's what like I'm proud of now is like now you're kind of more of a you play Street Fighter. Like obviously that's your main game, but it's not the end all be all. Because there'd be times where I'd be watching you and you just played like four or five hours of Street Fighter. I'm like, no, I would literally throw on my hair. Like I. because like you said you play against so many different styles and so many different like rng factors and players and like it would be hard to like my main game i stream is street fighter like i would have to think about other things before i go crazy yeah i give myself props for doing it for so many years like sticking to one game is hard but like i play so many other games like and i have been for like years now like to mix it up it just helps like usually during the day i'll stream street fighter then at night i'll stream like maybe a little bit and i'll just play other games or sometimes even during the day I'll play other games, but it just depends. Like, it's just I guess it's just nice that like a lot of content creators feel like uh, whether it's sponsorships or you know like something I've seen with uh, content creator before is like this guy. I'll shout him out. Shout out to the Black Hokage. He uh, he would do like just casual gaming videos. Like he literally streamed whatever he wants, and he would get like you know seven hundred to a thousand viewers for those streams. But then he wanted to do fitness channel, like a fitness stream. And like, 
he would get 200 to, to 300 people in those streams, which is still a great stream. And, you know, obviously he's a partnered streamer, so that does well. But like sponsorships, were looking at that and like that was kind of messing with his number. So he had to stop. So I salute you for still streaming Street Fighter, but then be like, nah, I I want to play a different game. I'm going to play a different game. And I, I respect that because that's how I kind of always viewed my content. Because like, at least with me, I, I want you to enjoy the stream when you come to the stream because of me. Like I could be playing yeah. my my little pony, mm-hmm. like or some shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, as long you as you know it's gonna be a good time in the stream, that's all I ever really cared about. So I I appreciate like streamers like you guys that do stuff yeah. like that. I mean, the whole thing for me though is like I just get bored of like playing like the same game. I gotta I gotta be able to mix up the games I play. I think that's another reason why I struggle to get good at stuff because it's like I, I get bored. I, I I almost have more fun putting myself in these difficult situations, trying to learn as fast as I can versus trying to learn the casual, take all the L's and, and study, 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 like those type of things. Like I I just can't do it. I don't know. Maybe one day, but yeah, this, I don't, actually, I probably can't because to be honest with you, there's too much dope shit out. Like, especially if you're in the FGC, like KOF looks good. Uh, Guilty Gear looks good. You know, if they ever make more content for Mortal Kombat 11, it looks good. Street Fighter is yeah, in a healthy hopefully. spot. Uh, Street Fighter 5 is in a healthy spot. Tekken, like there's all these games. It's like, bro, you want me to only pick one character and play this like all style the whole time. I, I, I just can't. Now, speaking of Street Fighter five how do you feel about the current state and meta of the game i feel like one the game is in a healthy state i will say that i feel like it's pretty in a pretty good spot just wish they kind of would have done more to some of the lower tier characters but is there any character in particular oh i would like to see more for gil more for lucia you know i'd like to see more for nash it is i don't know it it just seems like with nash like they're scared of him for some reason being good again like like ryu chun li uh ryu chun li nash and uh Mika all took a big hit in season two. And Mika was all Mika then Mika did really good tier wise for seasons to come, while those three kind of like didn't. And like as time went on, Chun Li got better, and then Ryu is finally back to being a good character. But Nash never recovered. I don't know what's taking us so long to kind of buff him. I I don't think they realized that like the input delay was one of the things that helped him out. And yeah, his back dash was really good. And he did have good things going for him, but like I don't think making him good is like I don't understand what's wrong with making him good again. You know, he could be a good kid. They could make him better. They could make uh, you know, even Geef better. Geef is kind of like someone that's kind of been on a lower end. I mean, I know you'll see like some really high level Geefs if you watch tournaments, like like Itabashi or like Kichipamu, just to name some. But they they play really well, man. Like he's in general not a good character, but for the most part, I would say they did a pretty good job this patch giving characters things they needed. Um, wish I had done more for like, like I said, like Gil, Lucia, uh, Nash, you know, like just some of the like Geef. No, just some characters like that. Hopefully in the fall patch, because um, we get another bounce patch when the fifth character comes out in the fall. They do a little bit more of that. So we'll see. But overall, it's in a good spot. I wonder if their like mindset was like, because I think it was that evil of that first season where there was like three Nashes in that top eight because I was the one that L.I. Joe was in. Right. It's mm-hmm. like maybe they have that mindset of, oh, if Nash is good, everybody and their mom is going to play him. And it's like, well, 
not necessarily. There's so many good characters in this. There's like f- almost 40 characters. I think there will be over 40 characters. No, when... it's, it's already it's 42 right now. Wow. So even with the rest of these characters, it's going to be even more. So it's like, yeah, it's not a bad thing to buff Nash and like, yeah, because Nash, he really got hit hard and kind of hasn't been the same since. He never recovered. Ever, after he got nerfed in season one, he never recovered. He's like, don't be fooled. Like, you might read his balance changes and he might have got like a three frame jab finally and he might have some interesting stuff. But nah, he's still, don't be fooled. He's still the worst character in the game. How do you feel about V shifts? I feel like V shift is a technical mechanic, but it's pretty game changing and interesting if you implement it well. Um, a lot of people are saying that it's really going to hurt grapplers. I don't really think it hurts grapplers that much. But I think because it's one of those things where it's like a it's more, it reminds me of like a DP, right? Or mm-hmm. like a very punishable move. It's like if you do this and then you don't like, let's say I know you're going to V shift and I just do regular throw. I can get a full combo punish on you. So you have to really pick and choose how you're going to use it. Like a lot of people are like, oh, when I can grab a meek, I'm just going to V shift. Well, if you do that, I'm just going to punish your V shift. And then you're not going to want to do that again. So it's like you got to it's not that easy. Like it's pretty technical. Like it helps you get out of like um fake like, well, Block strings like low forward into fireball or low forward into burn kick with Lucia. You can uh, you can V shift after the low forward, and then like you can get a full combo punish. Just things like that. So it's a pretty technical technical mechanic, but I think it's a mechanic that we needed in the game because one of my biggest pet peeves with the game, or beefs with the game even, was that it didn't have defensive mechanics. It was just such a rushdown oriented game, and like the the linear defensive mechanic we had with uh. V reversal was just so whack because it's um basically V reversal is kind of like a whacker version of Alpha counters from Street Fighter Alpha because in Street Fighter Alpha Alpha counters are fully invincible to everything whereas V reversals in this game are basically just like a great value Alpha counter and they're only invincible to attacks or or projectiles they're not invincible to like grabs so it's good that we got V ship now because that's a move that's fully invincible to everything and it it can be used both offensively and defensively. And yeah, it makes you think twice of whether you want to sit on your meter for a V trigger or use your V shift. And because you actually gain V meter, right? Yeah, so V-shift. it costs one bar. And if you successfully like um, V shift an attack or projectile, you'll get half of that bar back. I see. And I definitely think that's worth it because V reversal would only leave you minus two. And if they read it, they would grab you. And it's like, well, I just wasted that. Well, it depends, right? Because like some characters have V reversals that get you out of the corner. Um, and you can actually true. use the, like some like huh? I said true, true, true. Yeah, some some V reversals you can actually use to punish certain things. Like Rashid has one, Colleen has one, and then you have those quick V reversals that like it doesn't knock you down, but it just hits you and you're plus two. Then you have the ones like Mika, which is like hard knockdown, and you know if, if I dash, I'm minus one, but I'm plus like seventeen, so I can do like a meaty, like a you know like a poke, or in the corner I can get a, a 50-50. Hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I I really like what they were doing with uh, Street Fighter Five, and I I don't know. I feel like some people are trying to like throw shade on Ono, and I don't think that's really the case. But I do like the step that Capcom's going with their fighting game development team. Yeah, me know? too. Like I love the roadmap. Like uh, that's something they should definitely keep because before, like I know people are talking about right now, like how because um, you you briefly talked about it. You were talking about like how Mortal Kombat, like you know, news. I felt like we ain't got news in a while. It's like. With uh, with Street Fighter, like back in 2019, like what happened was um, at the end of 2018, which was Capcom Cup, they revealed Kage would be coming out. So we got Kage, mm-hmm. and then we didn't get any news until like almost eight months later. 
You know what I mean? So it's like like you literally didn't know when a new character was coming out. And it sucked having to wait so long because people weren't sure if the game was done, if they're going to do it anymore. So right now, NRS is kind of going through that with like Mortal Kombat. It's like you look at the game, there's clearly five slots left on the character select screen. Like, right, like to be filled up. But it's like it's been six months since they gave us any news. Like, is there going to be any news? I know people are thinking that there's going to be an announcement this Saturday because of one of Ed Boon's tweets. But, um, you know, there's no guarantee on that. But with Street Fighter, the roadmap thing is really good. And um, it's good to know that, you know, we're getting more characters and more content and we can know when to expect what. And I really feel like other games should do that, too. And I mean, even if we do get an announcement this Saturday, there very well could be an announcement for the next moral, like the next game. Yeah, exactly. In which, personally, I think I would rather take a Marvel approach versus a Marvel versus DC. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's almost going to be a Marvel versus DC, though, because like, you know, Warner Brothers, you already know, you already know. I haven't got to say it. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, it's like. How is how is Marvel's approach going to be with it? You feel me? And what I'm saying is like before, I don't think really there was a storyline in the other Marvel versus Capcoms. I don't think. Kind of is. I don't know. It's weird. But what, what I'm trying to say is, like, the reason why Mortal Kombat can't do no collabs is because nobody wants to see Ryu get his head sliced open or, or like, nobody wants to see Jin get ripped apart by Scorpion or some shit like that. Like, there's... A, so, Marvel, I feel like... Not saying, like, they wouldn't want DC characters to beat up on their characters, but, you know, it really depends on how the story goes. I think it'll be, like, any fatalities or anything like that. Like, because I think it'll be more of, like, an injustice e. Because, you know, I, which I agree with that too. I'm just saying I don't know how they're gonna do that and like how they're gonna build the story because you know what I'm saying like you gotta make Marvel look good too. But at the same time, if Marvel and DC, because I, I, I'm just I guess I'm thinking from the comic book perspective, like where they actually do have beef. Maybe in the game they could coexist and make it look great. So then, how would you want that game to be? Because I, I got a take for you. Give okay. me, give me a, a baby between. MKX and MK9 and a new tag mode from MK9 and the Marvel vs. DC game or the Marvel game, whatever the new superhero game is, is a 2v2 fighter. That's interesting. I See, that's actually a good question. I'm not really sure myself. Like, And um, there's a few things I want to say. So first of all, like, I, like, because you were saying it could be the announcement for the new Marvel game. That could be true, although I feel like if there is going to be an announcement in two days, it would be more likely to be a Combat Pack 3. The reason I say that is because E3 is coming up. So, like, E3 uh, would be the best time to that's do, true. you know, like a Marvel game or Marvel to do whatever they're going to do. They're clearly doing something on Marvel. You can even go look at the old Ed Boon interview or watch the Maximilian video where he already has it in there to show you. Um, but how would I want it to play? I'm not sure, honestly. Like, a, a team-based game would be cool, I guess. Um, and uh, another thing, too, like the story, I can see them doing a story, something like Doctor Strange, like how he's doing in, uh, the MCU right now. Oh, where, like, like multiverse. Yeah, like we're like, because you know, there's like millions of like different, you know, there's so many different universes and shit. He could have like opened up a universe and like, you know, there's one with, you know, that's how DC and Marvel crosses over story wise. So like they have a lot, of, there's a lot of things and they could do to make it make sense, I guess. But the gameplay, I don't know. I'm very curious too. Like I hope it's not like just like a, you know, they put in like Marvel versus Injustice and then, or DC, you know, and then it's kind of like Injustice. 
And then yeah. like they just kind of copy and paste some mechanics, and that's what it is. Because not that. Because I feel like I feel like the casual audience loves what NRS does. But like the hardcore, maybe the FGC people are not really big NRS fans. There's obviously there's a pro scene in NRS and they'll love it. But I'm saying like to take an approach that everybody would love, I feel like it has to have some sort of maybe maybe even it's just the game mode. If it's a game mode that's online, like how MK9 was, fuck it, do that. But they have to implement something to appease everybody. Like, I think it has to have some sort of team mode and it has to have like, if you could get the X-Men characters, like the old Marvel characters in all oh, NRS, everybody go. Oh, they, they definitely will be able to. I hope the only thing that's going to be tricky though, is like, is these, is Disney going to be weird about like, ah, uh, see, that's it. another thing too, that we didn't even think about. See, that's the weirdest thing about Marvel is like, Certain companies own certain parts of Marvel, but Marvel, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like DC would be split up where, like, Sony has this part, Universal has this part, like, and Disney has this part. So that's such a weird dynamic that they just have to deal with. But, I, you know, as long as it's fun, I I enjoyed MK11 for what it's worth. But I think, you know what I'm saying, after recently playing Injustice 2 with the squad and playing Mortal Kombat X and stuff like that, I see why people want to go to that style. I just, I feel like, even with MK11, not to go on this quick rant, but even with MK11, like, there's good things in that game. I see what they were trying to do. I just feel like it was poorly executed. If I was, if I had to give my honest opinion. Wait, okay, which one? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah, I know what they were trying to do. Yeah, it could be better. I think it's something they could easily fix. Dude, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I, that's because that's what I'm saying. I, I want some some changes. Some some change. Like break the game a little bit. If anything, make it to where every move is one slot, and then see what people come up with then. Maybe it's mm, not as I don't like good. that. I don't like that. Hey, hey, it's at that point where it's like it's on the last leg. So make it a little toxic. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm, I'm I to make some moves two slots. That's the problem. There's there like the if you notice in Mortal Kombat right now, the best characters in the game have one. All their best moves are one slot. And then you got characters who aren't that good that have for some reason this move is two slots. That should be one. It just doesn't make sense. Like Cetrion's wind and like some of the stuff she can like all the stuff she's able to put together. Like, there should be no reason for, like, I'll even name another character. There should be no reason Jackie should be able to do Leap and Grenade Launcher. That's utterly ridiculous. But that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe if you make it to where some, because, like, I, I played Baraka, right? And yeah. Baraka, one of his best moves is Gutted, but Gutted's a two-slot move. And then the Command Grab's a two-slot move. So it's like, you're kind of, you're basically showing your hand on what side you play. Now, Baraka would probably be fucking nuts if he could have a command grab and gut it at the same time. But I, I, obviously, they're going to do some nerfing and twisting and anything like that. But I, I just want it to where your Baraka can't look like my Baraka. You know what I mean? Like, I guess it depends on what you value, too. But I don't know. I, I don't know how balancing goes because Shiva exists, but... <laughs> True. She was bad, but she ain't like a top five character. Though. Like, well, there's worse than she was that exists right now. Uh, she is toxic, though. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> My bad, y'all. I didn't mean to go on this MK rant. I don't know how we got here, but <laughs> no, um, that, that's how the podcast game goes. What I want to start talking to uh, Chakotay about is tournaments. What was your favorite? What is your favorite tournament? Oh, that's easy. Combreaker. Yeah. 
it's kind of weird how Combo Breaker was kind of like not really shunned, but you know, there's Evo, there, there's CEO. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's four. Isn't there another big one outside of Combo Breaker? Combo Breaker? I mean, yeah, they got like Combo Breaker, CEO, Evo. I mean, I don't know if we count Evo Japan as a separate one. They got Tokyo Game Show. Was Final like, Round kind of on that level or no? Yeah, Final Round was. Yeah, I would say Final Round was. Yeah. So it, it, was, it was kind of like a big four. And then, like, I feel like Combo Breaker, like, everybody loved it, but no one really supported it like that. And it's kind of weird how, it, even to now, shout out to Jabaley, but like, it, it, Combo Breaker still holding the test of time and uh, like you love to see it because one they showcase love to every single game and they just they're, they're the shit like i can't wait till i go to one i'm still dying to go to one but you know yeah, hopefully next there. year so then i have to ask what is your uh favorite tournament moment what like what do you mean like just and like that i've seen like or that i've like that i've experienced actually like, all right we'll answer this one that you've seen and one that you experienced. Okay. Um, favorite tournament moment that I've seen. This is going to be a tricky one. Uh, one of my fa- I don't know if I'll say this is my favorite one because there's so many ones that I've had. But one of my favorite ones was from a long time ago. I think it was actually at Fun Around where there was this, uh, this I can't remember that. I think he was from Japan and he beat F-Champ and he had this anti-Phoenix tech with Rocket Raccoon. Oh, wow. Or no, or Frank West or Frank West. And uh, what he did was um, when he, you know, when you kill Phoenix in Marvel 3, I'm sure you've seen it. Like, she'll, she has five bars. She'll go into Dark Phoenix. And um, he basically, what he did was he killed her. And then um, he did X Factor, which blocked the pushback when she goes into Dark Phoenix. And he was able to do this, uh, this super. He puts the helmet on you and it instantly killed Dark Phoenix before she could even move. So that's one of the hypest moments I've seen. Or maybe like even Rico Suave versus Sanford. That was a pretty high moment. Or um, there's just so many. I don't know, man. I, like, I know. So I've seen so many. Or maybe like um, when Bonchan won Evo. Like, there's so many hype moments. But um, as far as the ones that I've experienced, um, maybe like when I beat Brian the Texas Showdown that one year, or when I beat Tokido, or like when I've gotten like some of the top eights or made the grand finals, like in the Defending North or Frosty Falls things. Those are like some of my favorite moments. I don't know what I would say my favorite one is. I know I named more than one, but those are just some of mine. You know what's funny too is I definitely thought of the that Texas showdown against Brian F because I, I like saw the picture in my head when he thought about that one. And then I thought of the Tokido one. Um, yeah, I guess some of those moments I was thinking, cause like, I, bro, I, ain't nobody be more hype than me seeing you in the top eight. And like, I know that's, that has to be an exhilarating feeling. And it, it's, it's dope to see like one of your friends play at the higher level and uh, yeah. get in there. Um, yeah, man. Good. And I, I think that's something that's uh, rare to some people that don't know about it because it happened on a, not a casual set, but like not a main stage set is the fact that you played against Tokido and won. Like yeah, that. four rounds straight, four rounds straight. Wow, that's impressive. What yeah, do you think I'll, of uh, him? Oh, wait, go ahead. My bad. And I was going to say, I only had this. I got the match on YouTube, but it's only the second match. But um, it was ah, I got you, got you. Because I do remember it being on YouTube, and I remember someone like holding their phone and recording it, but I didn't remember if it was the full set or what. What do you think of him playing Urian? Random question. but um, To me, it's not really surprising because um, a lot of people might not know this. Maybe you don't even know this, but in Street Fighter 3, he played Urian. Okay. And, um, you know, his Urian was good. So... Uh, like I know he played Akuma for the longest, and he's probably still known as the best Akuma. And he probably still does play Akuma. I don't know if he just fully switched to Urian or not because Akuma's like not the best no more. 
he's still like a top 10 character though, maybe even top five, but um, I think it's interesting. I mean, he's having a lot of success. The first CPC just passed and he got second place. So that's really not bad at all. It's interesting. But see, that's the thing I hate about how it is shaped now and that there's no tournaments going on is like, I honestly couldn't say who would someone use because it's like, yeah, Tokido's kind of like, remember, he even teased Balrog for a second, but then he went to Urien and it's like, you kind of go back to your bread and butter. So, like, I would love to see an actual offline tournament because I, I don't even know who would people would play. Like, yeah, Punk would probably play Karen, but Punk could really showcase. And I know it's NLBC, but he could showcase. He could play anybody he really wants. Like, he could fuck around and go to the tournament and play 11 and pr- probably get pretty far. Like, he did. He played 11 and got pretty far. He got like fifth. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah. I, I, it's hard to say who will certain people use in certain matchups unless there's a tournament. So that's why I, I really miss all offline tournaments. Well, to be fair, though, I think, like, even though it's online, that people are, like, the characters they use would be who they use offline because you got to you gotta remember, right? Like, this is Capcom Cup. So to make it, like, if you win online qualifier, this is, you get not only 2.5K, but you automatically um, qualify for Capcom Cup, which is offline for next year. So, like, you want to do your very best to qualify oh, for that. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know if they were going to do... I tried to do some research before because, actually, that's funny that you brought up Capcom Cup because I wanted to talk about that. But I tried to do some research before, and I didn't see anywhere where they said that, um, like, I didn't know if they were going to do kind of what they did last year to where it was, like... A, uh, versus like see like how there's two like midwest spots right so i didn't know those two people that won those midwest spots would have to fight each other for like a capcom cup and i'm doing air quotes here i didn't know i i didn't know they was actually gonna have a tournament offline okay that's lit i mm-hmm. like that next, a lot next year is spring so that should be next year is spring because you know it's only like it's spring right now yeah so next year is spring considering like what's been going on with covid and vaccines and stuff we should be good to be able to host a. They should be good to be able to host like an offline tournament again. So, yeah. So, so you know, you win in this tournament, like grants you a chance to go offline next year. You know, you will want to do your best. I'm sure. So then, actually, let's talk about that then now and go right into CPT. This is it's it's so shitty that it had to take a damn pandemic for it to finally happen. But the fact that the Capcom Cup got our Capcom Pro Tour got wise and split and made the Midwest a thing. Finally, instead of East and West Coast, they actually represented the Midwest and put Canada in there, which I'm fine with. I, I know you've got to be ecstatic as a player as far as connections and things of that like, nature go. Like, that has to be a good sign, right? That the fact that the Midwest is actually getting represented. Well, okay, so this is my thing, right? Like, I do like that they separated the Midwest from the East Coast and, the you know, the West Coast, because you know, part Midwest is pretty big, so like some parts of the Midwest are closer to the West Coast. Actually, not mm-hmm. all parts of the East Coast are, um, you know, close to the you know, not all parts of the Midwest are closer to the East Coast. Some are closer to the West Coast. Like I think Kansas, for example, just to name one of them, they have to uh, enter WNF because it's just more convenient and closer connection wise. Really, right? I yeah. think. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna expose myself on the podcast, but I, I know Iowa has to be East Coast, which is always I thought was like I don't know where, where does Michigan had to be. Michigan was always East Coast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The same time zone and everything. Yep. 
Oh, well, there you go. But yeah. to answer your question, though, there's one thing I don't like about it. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you, by the way. No, go Sorry. ahead. What was what, what something you don't like about it? I don't like it because it, although it sounds cool, right? It's like, oh, Midwest. Like, like you know, you think like, okay, like it's just only Midwest and then like whatever parts of Canada are closest to the Midwest. No, it's not quite. They, they allow Texas for some reason to enter. Uh, so Texas is a part of the CPT Midwest for some reason, which I don't hate anybody from Texas. I love like the Texas players, but the problem is the connection is so hit or miss. Like, like it's not even funny. Um, so they allow Texas, they allow like, uh, they allow in like Kentucky for some reason they're allowing Hmm. Alabama, you know, like Mississippi. I don't know. Like they allow in, um, uh, Nunavut. It's a part of Canada. That's kind of far. I don't know why they are doing that because it seems like they just kind of like looked at the geographical scale or like the map and they just kind of split it down. Like, like they just split it down. That's literally what it looks like. Which I guess it, it kind of can make sense. Now, I think Texas does have some strong-ass players, but then if the connection you're saying, especially someone that plays Street Fighter Online like that, is a little, sh- like a little hit or miss, that's that's going to be a red flag. Because the, the Midwest scene, I think, is going to be really, really strong. Because obviously, I would say you're a favorite. Is Brian... I know Brian yes. is from Midwest, right? He's, he's from Florida. He's from oh, Florida, so he's, he's from Florida. Midwest. Okay, all right. I, then I had it backwards. I thought he was yeah. Okay, I thought he was in Florida now. All right, yeah. So the fact that Brian F's here, uh, Rob moved back. Cool kid and j- just a kid like the Midwest, and that's just like the Midwest area now. There's more than you, that. Yeah, yeah. Now, now yeah. that you're including Texas, and I think Brutus is from Canada, but I think he said he was Midwest technically with the how the map shaped up to be. Well, cause, well, he'd be close. I don't know. Like he, he's definitely in ours though. Yeah. So the fact that like. I, what that was maybe five six people right there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two more for a top eight that's oof. to me in my opinion i feel like texas should have been a part of the west coast because um when was that fights happens they always allow texas to enter w like nlbc does not allow texas to enter really because it's just the connection is just too bad yeah like mm. texas is closer to the the west coast or if you look at the map than the east coast Hmm. but to put texas in the midwest is also not good it's just too hit or miss maybe because, especially huh I was going to say, maybe if anything, they should split up Texas because I know like we so I traveled down there and some parts of Texas is on that East Coast time zone. And then some parts are in that Midwest time. zone. like Texas is a weird ass state. Yeah. Facts. And honestly, like to split it up, I think it will kind of be uh, like I'm not trying to say that like Texas is free because they're not. But it would kind of be unfair to other regions. That's probably what comes thinking because it's like. You know, all these other regions got all these killers, but then Texas only has Texas. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be, that would be kind of like, it was, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it would just wouldn't be as hard as the other regions. I just really think they should have put it in the West Coast because Texas is always in the West Coast and Wednesday night fights, and they even have the TOs that could have been like, yeah, you know, put them in the, the West Coast one, but they didn't. So now nah, we got to deal with Texas for some I, random reason. I mean, if anything, well, looking into the future, I guess is a good start. And then hopefully the fact that it's separating and it's like, all right, now the connection should get even better. But yeah, I can see that point. As you mentioned, I can see that point. Um, now talk about the dynamic of since currently this recording the pool of Tyler. Shout out to Tyler. Uh, it is May 6th. 
the first Midwest tournament is June 19th. So can you talk about how like training is going? Are you training now or are you just wanting to watch the film or you probably seen like the like my Twitter the last day. I just won a a big tournament. Actually, Uh, two days ago, I won the Yikes tournament, the can opener. You know, they had our Toro D was in there. Uh, I had my boy Hoji, Chris. Had a lot of really good players, and I won it. So you know what I mean. So like my training, I would say is going well because what I'm doing now is like I'm still just playing against people in like lounges, and that helps me level up. But I'm also just like trying to get the tournaments, you know, setting back down because me playing online against people, there ain't nothing online, so there's never any nerves. But like when there's tournaments, you know, like getting your nerves in check is key. So I say online tournament because you could like almost psych yourself out just just because it's a tournament. Yeah, so I I would say the training's going well. Like I just at this point and just training up my G a little more. My my Lucy and Mika are ready. Are ready. Um, and yeah, I would say it's going well. Me entering these tournaments is really good, man. Like it's really going to help me out a lot just to prepare. And you know, and me entering my first tournament in like six months and winning is really good. Um, That's a good uh, confidence boost. Confidence booster, exactly. Going into the CPT this year, so I'm just going to keep entering tournaments to prepare and train more and just playing like doing what I'm doing now, pretty much. Menard D moved to the States, didn't he? I don't think he... No, no, no. I think he still lives in DR. He's just visiting. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I don't gotcha. know who he's staying with or what's going on in that regard, but yeah. So who did you end up using in that tournament? Uh, So I fought Hoji the first match. And uh, everybody knows Hoji's like the best. Cody's in the world. He's like the best. Um, Cody NA free. Um, I'd agree with that. Uh... I used um, Lucy against him, and he beat me in the first match, and then I beat him in the next two matches. And then after that, I just went straight Mika. Just use Mika. That was it. After that, then I just, yeah. Even on the bad matchups, like Falcon guy, I used Mika. So then I just had to boost your confidence is the fact that, like, the fact that you have those pack of characters if you need to go to since, like, you said Lucia for that matchup and stuff like that. That has to help kind of relieve you in like you could honestly play more confidently because if worst case scenario, you know, you could go to another character. Yeah, exactly. So who are some of El Chicote's favorite players? Or is there, who are some of your favorite players? Sorry for another two-parter question, but I'm just like thinking, but uh, who are some of your favorite players? And then is there anyone that you still like geek out about if you were to meet or talk to? Let's see. I'm my favorite player. You know what I'm saying? Oh, all right. Some of my favorite players, I would say like, um, you know, Knuckle Deal, of course. Um, I would say Nauman from Japan. Daigo, of course. Fudo, of course. Fudo's my, actually my favorite player. Um, let's see. I like Idom is one of my favorite players. Uh, and then I got to think. Omochi, of course, because Omochi is so solid. And then, and then, what was the second part of that question? Like Tokido too, of course. But what was the second part? Is there anyone that, like, if you saw him in person, you'd be like, "Oh shit, that's Tokido!" Like, oh, can I shake hand? Or like, no, not you... really. No, I think I passed that phase. Oh, really? Yeah, it probably yeah. helps that you play them, and then they know who you are, especially if you beat them, and like, especially since like people are highlighting your streams and like, yeah, arguably you're one of the best Mika players in the world. Oh, especially U.S. I would say honestly for the title, it's probably you or Joey. I, yeah, I know. I um, Fudo says I'm the. He claims I'm the best Mika in the U.S. I mean, I have the better results in like the bigger tournaments as a Mika, so that's probably why. As far as the global results, probably the third best Mika because I think it's always going to. Well, 
I'm not always, but for now, I think it's Fudo and then Luffy. Then after that, oh yeah, Luffy, me. of course. But I oh, mean, even not. then, like Fudo hasn't really been playing much Mika lately. I don't think he played in the t- top eight. He did. He did. Yeah, he was Mika. He was Mika that tournament. He just used he mixed it up with Mika and Poison. Okay. Well, I think he used Poison in that top eight, from what I remember watching. Uh, yeah, he, I think he only used Poison in the top eight. But yeah, he used, yeah, I know he okay. used Mika before, like earlier that tournament, like in top sixteen. And got below. you, got you, because that's all they showcased, right? Was top sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I didn't see top eight sixteen. So that makes sense. Um. Now I want you to be a critic of your own self here, and I think this will be a good experience for just people that like you know we all do this as uh, fighting game players and FGC uh, community people. What is your biggest strength and your biggest weakness? In terms of what, like game gameplay and stuff, or, or? yeah, as far as, or now the two parter because El Chicote asked another good question. I want to make sure as, as far as gameplay goes, and then you as a player goes. I guess. Um, I think my biggest strength is like when I'm on point. Like it's just really hard to stop me. Like if you look at like my defend the north or Frosty Fossil's run, like I was on point. You know what I mean? Like I, I can really like when I get it going, I can really get it going and just play well. I can I can be well rounded on defense, offense. You know. Um, I say one of my uh, what downsides or or what is it? Weakness. Weaknesses. One of my weaknesses would be um, just not playing, not being able to play on point sometimes, and sometimes being too antsy on the defense. Like sometimes I, I, I get, I know I'm playing too like you know buttonsy when I should be blocking more. Because mm-hmm. I honestly, that's I mean, like I said, I'm a commentator, but uh, nowhere near your level, so take it with a grain of salt what i say but what i've noticed is like yeah when you when you're able to apply that pressure and put them hands on people like you're hard to stop you're one of the best at it but then it's like it's also the downside of your play style is because it's like you know momentum's everything for the type of characters that you play and so if you can't get the momentum it's like you can see that you're fishing for it and some of the better players were able to capitalize off that they just were a little bit more patient Mm -hmm. But it's weird, though, because, like, even if you look at, like, um, I know this is a tournament almost two years old now, but if you look at Defend the North, uh, when it's, like, the last time tournaments were offline, mm-hmm. um, like, I had a really good mix of defense and offense. Like, like those are, like, like my, when I played my best. Like, I had a really good mix of just overall. Like, I was really well-rounded overall. It was really looking like that was going to be the tournament that I was going to win, finally. I, I, I kind of choked it up. I believe you did, but I'm trying to remember who you played in that one. Was that the one... So was that the one that our Rob TV reviewed? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I remember he, he it, it was up, like uh, the punk, right? No, it was a uh, item. Uh, I know Rob was oh, doing like a. Okay. Rob was. I don't know why he chose that one, but he chose like that old one, like a B versus item. Uh, and he he went over that one. I think like a year ago, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember watching that. My bad. I, my bad. Yeah, Ida. I saw. I saw a bit of it too. Um. I saw Ultra David's. I thought Ultra David did um a really good job of like the set too because he did analysis like shortly after like you know more a more recent. It was more like recent when he did it, and he did a really good analysis of um like how that tournament went on both of our ends. Um, and, and honestly, just, I feel like sorry to cut you off, but I, I feel like that is content. At least in my opinion, that is content I want to see because I want to see inside the mind of a player because it's like it's one thing to be like oh well. 
everybody always says this is random, but what makes it random or what what caused you to do that in that situation? Like this caused yeah. you, you know I'm what I mean? I'm saying the mindset, yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? Hopefully you didn't forget it. I don't know. Maybe you did. Um, I was going to say, yeah, was that it? Because you said as a player and then something else or strength of weaknesses as a player than as a... Well, I was going to say, like, you know, so obviously your gameplay of, like, uh, getting that point, like, getting that first point around on the board so you can play more aggressive and things of that nature. But I was going to say, as a player, like, is your biggest strength that, you know, I feel like you're able to stay calm under pressure when you're up. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think so. Like, I think I use I think I think so. Yeah. And then, like, I think a biggest weakness, at least for me, I don't know, like, as far as a player goes, so maybe you could get an idea. For me, is like, if I miss an execution on something, like, then I start thinking about that. Or, like, if I try to buffer in the quarter circle forward punch, and, like, I'm playing Mika, so, like, a peach, and I don't get my peach, I try to, be like, nah, I gotta make sure I get my peach. Like, I try to get back what I'm owed, and I feel like that's, like, some of my weaknesses as a player. I don't know if you have any. Yeah, but I would say I, I would say what I think it used to be was kind of like adapting when I, when it comes to closing out the tournament at least. Mm. But I feel that I've been getting I've gotten so much better with it over the years. I'm not even sure what I would say because I, I would say adapting when it comes to those big moments. But I don't know. Like I think I do a pretty good job of it. Not like a oh well, I know I do actually. I feel I do a way better job of it though. Well, because it's also it's it's such a hard thing to practice because you can't put yourself in that scenario like you yeah you can say in your head all right this is the first to two grand fi- our first to three grand finals last round where i said da, 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 but it's not really like that until you can really are in that situation and i think what- the best way to practice that is actually to just keep playing mm. that's how that's how i've gotten better just keep playing and really thinking about um the match or or review your loss like what happened Right, you kind of just—it kind of just comes, you know. Like it's definitely not something you can lab, but it's something you can understand and get better, get better at by playing. So, I feel that. I feel that. So another thing too is like, I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but to reiterate, what, like, what do you study now? Because it's like you're El Chicote. I don't know if you know this. I I don't know if you know this, but I'm gonna say it because I am your best friend in FGC, and I believe it. You're a fucking pro at Street Fighter Five. Like you're really good at what you do. But so, how do you practice now? Because it's like you got to the dance. You know what I'm saying? Like you're a professional. You could do this. So, what is it that you have to practice to make sure you stay sharp and? to make sure that you could compete with the punks and items in the world like well that's actually a good question it's actually a really good question um my, my answer to that is like you know just kind of like some of the same i guess i practiced before is because like no matter how how long or often you play a game there's like people always are getting better no matter what it might not seem like it's possible because when, when people figure out like you know like how to match like when they're master their characters you might think like oh that's like the ceiling but there's never really a ceiling like whenever there's a best like people always figure it out and kind of learn so what I do to practice against that is I kind of just do like, um, you know, what I should be doing more is watching more replays, but just watching them play, honestly, and like just studying like what they're doing and the defensive options. Like, I think that you can learn a lot in any fighting game, even if you don't play a character by just watching pro players play and just seeing what's going on. Like for me, like what I'm doing is I'm just studying like their situational awareness and why they're doing a certain decision. And I also study mine so I can, fix, you know, get better at fixing my mistakes and not being so greedy and things like that. 
that's how I'm able to get better because I'm able to study them. Like, okay, he likes to do this or that. And then I can see how they like, how they adapt when the other person figures it out. It's like, it really comes down to a battle of adapting too, as um, the skill level goes on. Not to mention like just adaption, like you said, but the speed of it. I feel like people don't realize how fast pro players are making these in indecisive decisions. Like, like, because just a simple dash forward could get you killed. Like you have yeah, to be you, check your dash, right? mm-hmm, you have to be super calculated and like process everything so quickly. And just the fact that pros do that at such a, a phenomenal speed that it almost seems unreactable. Unre- like it's crazy how pro players do it. It really is. Yeah, especially when you consider each round is ninety nine seconds too. Like, dang, mm-hmm. not really a ton of time. Do you find trouble trying to balance content creation and trying to like win tournaments and stuff like that? Um, no. Although I am kind of lazy on the content creator side, I ain't gonna lie. Like that damn video definitely hit over a million views recently. Hey, I saw. I saw and it's that. still going. It's still going a lot. That's crazy. But like I kind of like need to do. I think I need to do a better job of my content. I think I am kind of lazy on that. But I don't feel like it's because I'm streaming a lot. I feel like it's just because I'm kind of lazy. <laughs> on it, also, like, yeah, those times I'm on it, then those times I'm lazy. It's harder to create ideas too. It is, yeah. I also want to. I'm also someone who likes to be unique. I don't like to be a copycat. You know what I mean? Like I know I said earlier about the five O thing, but even with that, like I took that idea and I made it better. You know what I mean? I made mm-hmm. it better, like and very different from when the other person was doing it. So it's like it's it's different. Like I name it. I can name it something else, and it would still like be different. It would still be like the, you know, you would still remember it's the five O's, but it'd be something different. It's just like, it's just, I don't know. I feel like it is hard to come up with ideas, but there's always content I guess you can make. Like if you ever notice, like with Brian or Smug, they like have like a something they're gonna do during the stream to put on YouTube. Like they have like a predetermined thing they're gonna do, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, you know, Smug's gonna try PS4 control today. You know what I mean? Or something might actually happen on stream that isn't planned. Like, oh man, this Alex player like did this. I can't believe, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's more of like a punk one, I should say, but thumbnail, but uh, entitled, but yeah. Another thing you do too that I I think is admirable is like even if you're sharing a tech video, like you're not sharing it with the YouTube mindset in mind. You're sharing it like, oh, check out this Mika tech that I learned against the Cami matchup, and it's like a thirty second video. Like you're not uploading it like oh, I need to hit the algorithm of eight minutes so I can commission this or you're not stretching content you're just like hey this is this video all right bye yeah because that's another thing too that you mentioned that like some people will say like it'll have a title like oh man can you believe this player did this and then they're talking about other stuff that isn't that topic and then Mm -hmm. later on the video kind of gets to that that Mm -hmm. point you know later on so like i just kind of get straight to it like you like you said like i'm not stretching it out i'm not doing like you know trying to extend the video on purpose i just kind of do you know for the time like, I just kind of do whatever it is. So if it's 10 seconds, whatever. If it's 30 seconds, whatever. And then my last topic question. I got two more. So it's, but I'm just going to go. I'll, I'll just ask those after this. But okay. what, what is next for El Chicote? Uh, I mean, at this point, I'm just going to try to get bigger as a streamer and then do better on content creation side. And I'll still enter tournaments like the Capcom stuff. I mean, it does suck that it's online and the regions they allow in this year. It's kind of unfortunate. But, um, yeah, I'm just going to kind of continue to do that and just try to get bigger. I'm trying to be more consistent on the schedule because um, my schedule is kind of whack right now. Um, although lately it's been not that bad. I've been streaming twice a day. So that's good. Like, like I'm supposed to. Um, 
and honestly, yeah, that's it as far as like that's that situation goes. I feel it. I feel it. And uh, is uh, Cammy the best in the game? Seeing that she won two online tournaments already, and there's only been two so far. <laughs> I mean, right now I would say yes. The, but the thing is, I don't think she's broken though. But I think she's the best right now, at least. We don't know what these new characters might bring. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. The new characters could definitely shape up the meta, and I'm like, yeah. I never played Rival Schools, but I'm definitely looking forward to that Rival Schools character. Um, so the l- last last question is: NA West is this weekend? Like, yeah, this weekend, mm-hmm. the Saturday, uh, yeah. Sunday. Another toxic opinion that I need from El Chicote. Who Are you about to ask me who's going to win? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. Uh, who's going to win is a tough one. Who do I want to win? I will have to always oh. go with my boy. Um, I have to go with my boy Alan or nephew, as you guys know him as, because he, like, you know, he's from where I'm from. You know, he's from Michigan, like me. I don't know that. I thought he yeah. was somewhere else. Actually, yeah, he's from where I'm from. You know what's funny too is I actually was gonna like before you said the name I was gonna like name you off some potential people that I kind of wrote down I was like uh, you probably see him so I wrote down Justin Wong Sarah Blast JB LPN Nefu oh dang I totally forgot about Sarah hold up hold up <laughs> okay, I feel bad for forget about Sarah I, you, know just, I'm so used to- you know what's funny is I thought you were gonna say Sarah when you were saying all that like I gotta go with my boy my home my friend <laughs> and I thought you were gonna oh, say Sarah I totally forgot that you know what it is I forgot that Sarah got unbanned I'm so used to Sarah you know, it's been a, you know Sarah recently got unbanned from the CPT right so, right like, that thought didn't even cross my mind because it's so new that Sarah got unbanned I don't right. even heard about the unbanned thing right because they, they so announced new. it and then like there was yeah. like that whole big ordeal but you know how that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, Cyril, like, in my mind, I wasn't even thinking that Cyril got unbanned. I'm thinking, like, oh, you're right. Like, how could I ever get Cyril? Like, because if this was like, if Cyril never got banned out of easily, you know, there was no reason I should have not named Cyril there. That's so what I thought you were saying. So, it's it yeah, yeah, funny how you, bad. like, threw me under I, I would say, now I would say Cyril, my picks to win are Cyril, Nephew, or um, Samurai. I was going to say Samurai, Duncan Dillis, uh, and Jesse, Commander Jesse. Just some names I wrote down. No, well, that's just some names I wrote down as uh, potentials. They can do it too, honestly. Hey, there's a lot of really good players on the West Coast. You know, honestly, gun to my head, if I had to pick one, I would say Nephew as the favorite, Justin Wong as the sleeper. I feel like Justin. Oh, Oh, Justin Wong, another person I forgot about. Yeah, he got to be in Canada. Yeah, Yeah, he got to be on my list too. You you can never count on Jay Wong. I mean, he's he's been in like every Capcom Cup almost. He's been in most Capcom Cups, yeah. I honestly think he's more happy on the content side. I I'm not saying Justin Wong can't go up and win five tournaments and some random I mean, ass old fighting games that are super hard. I mean, I don't know if you noticed, know but he won fifty tournaments this year so far, and it's only May. So you know, he still got it. You should see my fucking fit. How did he win fifty? How? What? I don't know, dog. Yeah, different games though. Different games. Street Fighter Five. You know, other games too. Wow. It ain't just like old games. Like it's plenty of games. Just any game. He's won 50 tournaments already, yeah, so. If I could just have Justin Wong's hands and brain for, for fighting games, I'd, that's that's all I want. I'd be cool with the rest of my life. hands for muscle memory, huh? Man. But actually on a pad, though. I like playing on a pad. I don't know. If pad just feels better. Um, I, Like I said, I don't know what the hell I'm going to call this series. I don't know if it's going to be called The Run Back. I might call this episode The Run Back. That's <laughs> all right. You ain't got to think about it too hard. Look. You gave me some ideas. If I come up with some ideas, I'll message you. I don't really know like when you're thinking um 
you know, you have to have the name by. Like, I don't know what your deadline is, but well, I'm I would all, say don't overthink it. Huh? I'm all below this episode tonight because I, I like getting it out there. I just have to figure out how to transfer this from OBS to, to the audio surface software and do all that stuff. So that might take an hour or so. But this is definitely getting uploaded today. Um, but El Chicote, you've been an amazing guest. I thank you for actually responding and doing this because yeah, I, I, I would have felt so terrible not to have my best friend on the first episode. Like I, I would have felt like a dirtbag if I couldn't get my best friend on the first episode. So no, nah, that's good, man. No, nah, don't worry, don't worry. I, I mean, I'm glad I was able to do it, man. You know, like, anything honestly. you want to shout out, promote, please. The floor is yours. I was going to say, like, if you guys want to follow me on, like, anything, like, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, it's El Chicote. I mean, you, you'll see my name in the title, I'm sure. It's just literally El Chicote on all platforms. Um, I know you probably don't know how to spell it, so like I said, just look at the title or something. Um, you know, definitely make sure to subscribe to my boy Prince. I mean, that's what I should have said first, honestly. Hey, he's the one with the podcast, too. and he's, like, you know, he had me on the show, you know. Uh, feel free to support, you know, feel free to support me. He's starting out and stuff, too, like, with these podcasts, you know. I know some people only want to watch the the people who already are made made it big, you know, like Joe Rogan and Joe Budden and all these people. But like, the, you know, give the other dogs a chance. You know well, what I mean? Like, my goal with this one is because it's just like I was saying before is like there's so many dope people in the FCC with dope, amazing stories. Like, I, one day I don't know how I don't know him whatsoever. I would love to interview like Say Jam or Tasty Steve or Brian F or. All those guys, like I, I want to, I yipes, like I want to interview everybody in FGC, even like just the TO managers and all that stuff. Like I want to have that conversation. I don't know how, because like, well, even writing these notes for El Chicote and as my best friend was hard, <laughs> so I don't know well, how well I did, but you did really good in my opinion. I don't really know like what the, what they would think. I think I think they would be like it was good too. But the thing is, look, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. Right. When you look, just simply asking somebody a question in chat. Like, let's say you go up to Yipe's chat and ask him something. He'll reply, bro. Like, you'd be surprised how just asking, what what comes with just asking. You know what I mean? Like, they might just simply be like, yeah, sure. You just never know, man. I don't know if they'll be like, hey, you know, am I getting paid for this? I don't know. They, I don't know. I'm not saying they're those type of people. I don't know, because it does take out time of their day. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But you, you look, the worst they can say is no. Right. All those people, they aren't going to roast you. They ain't going to try to talk bad. You know, the worst they'll say is either yes or no. Or, you know, sure, I'd love to do it or no, I'm sorry. You know. Yeah, because honestly, when you brought that up, it's like there were some a few people that I was like scared to ask or scared to talk to. And like I, I talked to Rob. I think we're going to set one up. Not like soon. It'd be late. Eventually. It, yeah, eventually, because he's obviously a busy person. And I talked to Cool Kid. I know he wants to do one. I talked to yeah, just, cool just a relaxed kid. He wants to do one. Uh, I don't know if you know Rolf Munger. I talked to him, yes, yes. the YouTuber. I the I, I was able to get him and Saint Cola. I think Cola is going to be the next one that I do possibly. Um, actually, no, Rolf Rolf is going to be the next one, and then Saint Cola. But the fact yeah. that I just reached out to them and they're like, "Yeah, let's do it." So I was just like, "Cool." Yeah, see, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is you know, it's cool when you hit up people. You see what happens when you ask and stuff. And even if they do, like someone is like charging for money. I mean, you got it, man. You paid me like ten k to do this episode, so why not? Not let me sell her stuff. I, <laughs> but not, not, hey, uh, I'm just gonna let y'all know. Not everybody, <laughs> got, not everybody got the 10k budget. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. Everybody got the 10k budget. I did these for free. Hey just man, so y'all know the, the viewers. I don't mind. I'm trying to help out the homie dog. Like you said, we're friends. So it's like you know, I gotta help out and stuff. Support. 
And that's why I like, you know, another thing, too, is like if you know who Cool Kid is, you've obviously met Joy or heard of Joy. Not in that relationship, but I would if I was at a tournament and Chalk said top eight, I'm I'm cheering like joy. I'm about to be loud and proud and that's my dog, all that shit. Yeah. And I and I wanna tell you this too, if I ever do win Capcom Cup or make it big, I mean we could you could I mean this is your podcast, so you can remember this clip, this episode. Like I'll never change. Like you know how some people when they win or like they become rich or like some life changing happens, they just like kinda like act like they don't know nobody, like they blow up and be like, Who are you? or they don't you know, they kinda just don't talk to you no more. Mm-hmm. That'll never be me, man. Like I'm always still gonna be me i'm never gonna change i'm not a fake person i think that's just so fake to do that you know what i mean and some people say what i'm saying and then they still do it anyway but i guess it's gonna be one of those things you just have to either believe or one of those things you'll just see when the time comes but i just say just take my word on it man like you know i'll still be supporting you um you know maybe one day in the future we could even do more episodes or something hell yeah um, just anything to kind of help you out you know what i mean we could even do collabs or something to help you and also when yeah. you win that 250k thousand dollars for your capital card, i just want to borrow a dollar that's it that's it just a dollar, borrow a dollar, dollar? Hey, just a dollar dog you know i hook it up man i hook it up for the homies you know man i appreciate that put all that to doge real quick and become a millionaire and hey man to the moon. Hey, I don't know if you know this, man. Um, if anybody's gonna see this podcast tonight, like um, I don't know if y'all know what's gonna happen this weekend, but um Elon Musk is gonna be on SNL. And I'm gonna be honest, Doge is at like 53 right now, it's went down from 70. So I'm pretty sure right now, or by the time you're looking at it, it's probably still going down. So it's probably not a bad bad time to invest now. And then I mean, I ain't no financial advisor, so do definitely take your own, you know, feel what you how you feel. If you're gonna do it or not, don't take my word on it, but I think him being on SNL is going to really help out Doja a lot. So also, yeah. but the, you know what's funny too is like I don't know if you know this, he has his own Bitcoin or crypto, yeah. cryptocurrency. Sorry, he has his own crypto yeah. course. Like there's an Elon Musk cryptocurrency, so he might shout out his own shit because his own <laughs> thing is like super super low right now, and it's like it's lower than what Doge was. So he could skyrocket that honestly if he really wanted to. He could for sure, but. Uh, I, I think it's a high chance he's going to say he's going to talk about Doge on SNL. So maybe he'll do both. I mean, he did it with Bitcoin, too, and Doge before. So, like, you know, both of those. So it's quite possible. But maybe they like you. I didn't even I think I heard about his coin thing. But maybe I'll look into that, too, because, you know, why not? I, but I, I don't think it's on Robinhood. I think it's on the specific because it's obviously starting out. So it's not really like a legit it's thing. It's not going to be on everything. Yet, yeah. Yeah. So. But I definitely recommend looking that into, especially if he's going on SNL this weekend. That's easy. That, that's going to shoot up at least a little bit because if he shouts that out or wears a shirt that says it, like that's going to obviously trends are going to set, and SNL is like one of the biggest trends. Yeah, and everybody watches SNL, and everybody's everybody's going to be watching because he's on there. Like he's mm-hmm. like not just like a normal like host. He's like a very he's one of the richest people in the world. He's a really famous. You know what I mean? And people are going to be watching for a different reason. Like some of you watching for Doge because Doge is big and people are going to be watching for just different things. And maybe so, even Tesla and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's a lot of reasons people are going to watch. So that's going to be huge. But uh, yeah, 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 I don't want to hold you up too much. Nah, uh, this is a really you're good. good. I hope they love it. I hope they listen to it all the way through. I hope they learn something about you because, like I said, I, I only get people on the podcast that I like truly, truly believe in and have high praise for. And El Chicote is one of those dudes. I just Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. See him uh, shine and all that stuff. And like I said before, there's no beef between me and Tyler. Me and Tyler are good. He knew I was going to do this episode, so. The comments don't even comment that <laughs> but uh love you guys till next time i'm out bye